Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. It's a great honor to have you on the show tonight. Welcome, Deepak Chopra. Thank you. Yes, this is Uri. Hi, Uri. It's Nicole Whitney calling News for the Soul. Welcome to News for the Soul, Robert Allen. Thank you, Nicole. It's great to be here with you tonight. Why are you here? We're talking to Carolyn Mace about Sacred Contracts, one of her many best-selling books. Welcome to the show, Greg Braden. Well, good evening, Nicole. It's uh, certainly a pleasure to hear your voice and a pleasure to be here tonight. Welcome to the show, Stuart Wilde. Thank you very much. John Kehoe, welcome to News for the Soul. Hey, how are you? Next on News for the Soul, it's time for Breaking Through with Grace Gideon. Grace is a passionate and dedicated international life coach with a bachelor's in law, a master's in East-West psychology, and an expert in addictions. Grace combines these skills in her practice to clinically and intuitively diagnose and break through subconscious issues that prevent you from achieving success and fulfillment. She has a unique capacity to tune in to repress psychological and emotional blocks and to teach effective techniques to transform your life in a deep and long-lasting way. And now to help you make your next breakthrough, here's Grace. All right, we've broken through and we're live. Grace, are you there? Hey, Nicole, how are you? I'm well, Grace. How are you? I'm doing excellent. We're starting to get some sunshine down here in Sydney and uh, really starting to enjoy the the change in weather. So today we are doing part two of Breaking Down the Barriers to Intimacy. Last show we looked at false fixed beliefs. As so a barrier to intimacy. Before yeah. you do any of that, we need you to reintroduce yourself and your show, oh. and then go for it. <laughs> okay, I'm just kind of getting so familiar, I'm going straight in. Okay, <laughs> hi everyone. <laughs> My name's Grace Gideon, and welcome back to Breaking Through with Grace on News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio. So, as I was saying Today is part two of breaking down your barriers to intimacy. We looked at false fixed beliefs as a barrier to intimacy in the last show. And this week we're looking at emotional barriers. Any repressed feelings you have, which just for convenience I'm calling toxic feelings. Although, you know, feelings are not really toxic. I'm just talking about feelings that have been denied and held in your body and not expressed and create some level of emotional stress in your body. Okay, so for all you professionals out there thinking there's no such thing as toxic feelings, what I mean is denied repressed feelings. So that's just the term I'm using. Let's uh, recap on what our three barriers to intimacy and introduce it to people who may not have heard previous shows. Our three barriers to profound intimacy, I gave the acronym BED, B-E-D, ha-ha. B-E-D stands for beliefs and we talked about false fixed beliefs, which I call lies because the word lie is inside the word belief, B-E. L-I-E-F-S. Beware your beliefs. Some of them may be lies. The second, uh, the second 
barrier to intimacy is certain emotions, beliefs, emotions, certain emotions, which we're going to discuss today. And the third barrier is defenses or defense mechanisms that amount to behaviors block intimacy from entering your life. As I've said before, my firm belief is that if we don't address these three barriers, intimacy can only really be a dream or an aspiration or a longing instead of a tangible part of your relationship experience. So no matter how amazing you are or how amazing your friends think you are or tell you you are, if you ignore these barriers, just avoid them, get busy with with life and just think that they're optional to address. And if you fail to take them down, then it's really going to be quite hard for anyone to truly love the real you. Why? Because they won't be able to see the real you. Intimacy, you see. Intimacy. Or get to know the real you. So there'll be a part of you that kind of always has to say, do you really love me? Do you really love me? And it's interesting when you hear people say, tell me again you love me or do you really love me or I'm not sure if you love me. Sometimes I think they have to ask that question. I know I did when I used to ask that question because they're really asking a different question like, do you know me? Do you see me? And then they're asking, do you love me? But they think they're just asking about the other person's feelings. But what they're really asking for is, have you connected deeply? Do you know who I am? Because if they really felt that, the reassurance wouldn't be that necessary. I know with the last partner I had, I never had to ask them once, do you love me? Because I guess, one, you know, I felt it, even though he didn't have to say it. And two, um, I guess I knew myself well enough to know the difference between when I was being loved and not being loved, so I didn't need to keep checking in. Okay. So, your barriers are like a locked gate. They lock intimacy out of your life and they lock you into a level of emptiness and can leave you feeling a bit frustrated, bewildered, lonely, maybe even hopeless because you don't understand why you're not creating the profound relationship that your heart desires. So if true love is a quiet dream of yours, if being seen and heard and having romantic fulfillment or even friendship fulfillment that involves intimacy is something you deeply long for, please take particular note about the work that's needed to be done to become aware of your barriers, the beliefs, emotions and defenses you use that block intimacy and listen today to the techniques to take them down. As I said, today's techniques are for emotional barriers, 
the last show were for beliefs barriers. And in a few shows' time, we'll do one on behavioral um, barriers. If you already know you have a barrier to intimacy and you'd like to work with me uh, on the phone today or on the radio show today, then I'd like you to call in to one six four six five nine five four two seven four. Press one and you'll hear a message saying you're in the host queue and Nicole will put you through to me and we'll have a conversation about your barrier to intimacy. If you don't feel comfortable calling, then feel free to send us, Nicole and I, an email on on the air at tellus.net. On the air at T-E-L-U-S, U-S, T-E-L-U-S dot net, and I'll answer your question for you. So let's go now to the three key false fixed beliefs or lies that block intimacy. The lie of unworthiness, the lie of unsafety, and the lie of unavailability. There's a whole show on those. What these beliefs do is form an unholy alliance with a series of negative or toxic emotions. For example, toxic shame, unresolved grief or pain, repressed guilt or anger, underlying or overwhelming anxiety, hidden loneliness, or even denied joy. Even joy can have a dark side, interestingly enough. Feelings that are unacknowledged or buried can become toxic to your well-being on many levels, psychological, emotional, physical, spiritual. And of course, as I've said, they form barriers to intimacy. Let me give you an example. Just the other day, I met with a new client, good-looking young man, olive skin, green eyes, charming personality. And I asked, because it was the first session, what he wanted from his coaching with me. He listed career goals, social goals, and the desire to have a life of adventure with a loving, beautiful wife. To look at him, listen to him talk, you'd think he was an awesome catch. But what I noticed was that his chest was stiff, and during the whole session, he was studying me cautiously. After I'd read his body language and asked a series of questions, it became clear to me that he had a fear of intimacy that came from trust issues. He spoke of having long-standing anxiety. I asked him what his thoughts were about some of these concepts I was raising, repressed feelings, vulnerability, fear of intimacy, Being a corporate guy, he kind of raised an eyebrow and he said it was something he'd never explored and language he was unfamiliar with. And I thought, wow, there's this super successful, intelligent, well-traveled guy 
who's never got to know his emotional self intimately. It's not hard to work out why he's having difficulty creating a deeply loving relationship in his life. And I really felt some tenderness in my heart for how many people, corporate arena, and even, you know, in any arena, are so busy operating in the world that they don't have the time to really connect with that vulnerable part of themselves and express their feelings that they've denied for so long. Um, Understanding his trust issues and the root of his anxiety and being able to heal that part of himself is quite vital to the deep love that that particular person told me he wanted in his life. Now, interestingly enough, I have no idea whether he's going to come back and see me again and say, hey, Grace, I get it. You know, you stirred up a whole lot of stuff. I've got some emotions from my past I need to get in touch with and release. When can we get started? Or whether he's actually gone away and thought to himself, wow, that was a bit full on. Better not get anyone off the internet again. So... Who knows? I might let you know what happens. Many of us develop our physical and mental capacities, deny our emotional ones, particularly difficult emotions from our past. We think they don't matter. We think no one wants to listen to them. We think they won't affect us in the big wide world out there of socioeconomic dynamics. They're private feelings, aren't they? You know, they come and go. We've just got to get over them, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and move on. After all, feelings aren't facts, right? But the truth is all emotions are a beautiful aspect of our human humanness. However, when they're not expressed appropriately, when they remain trapped in your psyche, what somatic therapists say is they're trapped in your cellular memory and they can impact your life on an unconscious level. So if you happen to be an overly anxious person or depressed or melancholic, intolerant, frustrated, hysterical, overly apologetic, lonely, have feelings of emptiness or insecurity. Some of the reasons why is there might be feelings from your past that have never had the chance to be explored and heard and validated and released that are sitting in your tissues. Who's heard that expression, the issues are in the tissues? Now, I'm not like some kind of, you know, um, medical intuitive or doctor to tell you, you know, if I opened that cell, I would find an issue in that tissue. But let me tell you, having had somatic therapy 
and body work, when a really great body worker works with me and presses on a certain part of my body and works it, certain feelings come out. You know, certain feelings can come out. There are traumas that that are living in the emotional body that that are living in our psyche that are living in our cellular intelligence that get released whether it's a a car accident or a a sporting injury or being hit um, physically abused or traumatized or sexual abuse they live in your body Uh, I worked a while back with an amazing woman called Carolyn Braddock who lives in Colorado who wrote a book called Body Voices and she was brilliant at this. So these emotions and memories live within you. They they have an energy about them. Look at the word emotion. Emotion. I break that down because I love wordplay as, as those of you who know me would would have realized by now emotion is energy in motion healthy emotions are an energy that moves through you in response to your mood your circumstances situations relationships with self and others and these emotions act as self-regulating signals of either pleasure or pain or anything on that spectrum and they inform you of what brings you joy and what brings you discomfort. There are many uncomfortable emotions. Shame, pain, loneliness, fear, anger, guilt, just to name a few of the core feelings. When these emotions get to move through you in an organic way and they're expressed and released appropriately, they're they're awesome. They, they give you a feedback benefit and a visceral experience of the world. For example, shame. Healthy shame helps you become aware of thoughtless, inferior or unloving behavior. You know, if you tread on someone's toe um, accidentally, you might just go, oh, sorry you know it's a tiny tiny little bit of healthy shame that makes you say sorry um or for example if you yell at your child and and they look terrified and you feel awful and you don't want to traumatize them then you'll go oh gee that was pretty bad look on my kid's face looked horrible i don't i don't want my kid to be terrified of me maybe next time i'll not be so rushed and I'll explain to them why I didn't want them to do that behavior. Um, that's all just healthy shame. It's, it's a self-regulating signal for the body. But when emotions create toxicity is where those very same feelings such as fear, pain, shame, guilt, anger, grief, loneliness and even joy aren't moving through you because they're denied or repressed for various reasons. You might think out of sight, out of mind, or you might say, I've got a tough skin, nothing bothers me. Or, hey, I don't need passion in my life. I'm too old for that. 
or, you know, the love train hasn't stopped at my station, at, so why bother? Stuff like that, you know, you, you make up rationalizations to deny emotions in your life. But what can happen then, as I've said, if they're not moving through you, they're getting internalized. They're becoming stored in you and they're playing a role in shaping your self-story. They're shaping your identity. For example, you might hear people say about someone, wow, gee, she's a bit uptight, isn't she? Or he's a pretty anxious guy. Wow, she's a, an angry woman. You know, he's a miserable, always apologizing for himself. When, when you get defined by these um, traits and see how they've got emotional words in them, anxious guy, miserable person, angry person, depressed person, apologetic person, they, they, they shape how people see you, but all it is is you're not actually a miserable, depressed, anxious you know, uptight person, what you are is a person who's got a whole lot of unexpressed and repressed feelings shaping your identity because of the backlog. It's kind of like when you don't use your bowels for an extended period of time. Toxicity builds, right? Well, that happens too with emotions. Emotional toxicity can build. There's one further thing that I want to explain about feelings. This is really interesting. Just listen carefully to this. Your repressed feelings may not come from your personal past experiences. They can be carried feelings, carried from another person, from your mother, father, other significant person in your past. They can be carried from past generations. They can be carried culturally. Anything unresolved can be passed on to future generations and that can be passed on within a family system. You know, the sins of the fathers shall be visited upon the sons. In a way, the... The unresolved pain of past generations can get visited onto current generations. Um, for example, people who come from races that have been subjected to displacement or prejudice or genocide can carry that pain, anger, shame uh, with them on racial, cultural or ancestral levels. So these are called carried feelings, carried feelings. Being a witness to someone else's pain can cause you also to experience what's called vicarious trauma or pain. And if you don't get to debrief or release it, it gets stored in your cellular memory. So again, that's what somatic therapy helps you with. Okay, so 
I'll give you some examples of carried pain and vicarious pain um, a little bit later when I do release techniques. But I might just say, Nicole, do you have any email questions or or, or anyone wanting to call in at this stage, or will I move on to breaking down these barriers? Great. We have your first caller ready to go. Area code 317. You are now live with Three City and Breaking Through. What's your first name and where are you calling in from? Uh, my name is Tamara, and I'm calling from San Diego. Yeah. Hi. Could you say your name again, please? Tamara from San Diego. Tamara. Hi, Tamara. I love San Diego. <laughs> Tell it me. It is a nice place. It's a beautiful place. Tell me. Ask me something. So I'm new to the show, um, but uh, I thought I'd call in based on the topic that I feel like I was drawn to this show. Um, I've been wanting to find a partner for a very long time, and I know that it's things that I'm doing that I'm picking the same type of partner. So I'm wondering... Mm-hmm. Um, I was told recently by a healer that I've brought all this stuff up in my heart chakra, but now I need to just heal it. So I don't okay. know if that's something you can help with. or Okay, Tamara, so when you worked with this healer, it came up to the heart chakra, okay? So that's a clue about where the wound is. So if I ask you to connect with, your heart chakra, or to remember what the healer told you, what's the emotion that you think is stuck in your heart? I would say hurt. Hurt, okay. Now, you just have to answer intuitively. So where do you think that hurt comes from? My childhood. Okay, so pick an age. Seven just popped in. Okay, seven popped in. Okay, I want you to go to age three, and then I'll take you to age seven. Okay, what happened at age three? Just go with your intuition. What do you remember? Uh, Parents fighting. Parents fighting. Okay, cool. That's Mm -hmm. great. All right. That's not really great, but cool. You got something. Okay, now I want you to go to age seven. What happened at age seven? My parents were about to get a divorce. Okay, ouch. Okay, see the link? So the fighting's at age three. So so if you were to picture your face, of the face of you as a three-year-old, again, just working intuitively, asking God, God and your subconscious to help here, what kind of expression would have been on your face or how do you picture yourself at age three? Crying, scared, upset. Crying, scared, upset. That's right. And tell me why you would have been hurt. At three? Just, we'll try three, then we'll go to seven. Why you might have been hurt. Um, My dad hurting my mom. Okay. All right. Okay. Right. So was it physical or just the yelling? Both. Okay. Did it ever turn on you? No. Okay. All right, good. This is a perfect example of what I was just talking about. Okay. And did your mum, what did your mum do with those feelings? 
uh, like her buried. own hurt and pain. She buried them, buried yeah? Them. yeah? Buried them because she had to get on and look after you and everything else. Mm-hmm. Okay, and she wasn't ready to leave at age three, I guess. She didn't get really ready to leave till age seven. Would that be right? No, he left her. He left he her? Why did he... So she was he said never if he ready didn't, to leave. He said if he huh? didn't, he, she... He said if he didn't, that he would have done something really, really bad. Oh, my God. So, in a way, he was hurting too because he was hurting her. Yeah. Wow. 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 Well, thank God he had a conscience. Um, Yeah. So, the dynamic between them was painful, yeah? Yeah, definitely. The dynamic between them was painful. And what happened to you is that you got to experience their pain vicariously by watching it as a witness. Do you understand that? Yeah. And and that, that would have that would kinda live within you as um as an anxiety or as a fear or as a concern or as a hurt. And then you also probably carried some feelings you may have carried them for both parents. Are you a bit of a peacemaker or which which way do you tend to go? Do you favor your mother or do you try and make peace? Where do you think you ended up? Um, I mean, as an adult, I favor my father. As an adult. You favor but your I father. Favor- and, as a, yeah. Yeah? and as a child, do you know whether you were probably, half Probably half? my mom. Yeah, right. probably more my mom. Mm-hmm. Right, right. What what made you change from mum to dad? Did you kind of learn stuff that made you understand your dad a bit more? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. All right. So you're you're probably see that tells me you're carrying feelings for both of them because as a kid you empathise with your mother and then as you got a bit more information you kind of saw why your father was frustrated, so you started to empathize with him. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you're carrying feelings, and you've got vicarious pain, and you've got you've got their, the stuff that they couldn't sort out in their marriage. So tell me what type of relationship you attract these days that you say it's not working for you. Um, the men that are decent people but don't want to get married or have a family like I do who don't align with what I want. Okay, so they're decent people, but they won't commit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, so they're kind of free spirits, right? Yeah, yeah. I, okay, so did your father remarry? No, he's been with the same woman um, for a number of years, but they never remarried. How long? Oh, uh, 20 plus years. Okay, so he's kind of recommitted. And has your mother um, re? Has your mother been with anyone else? She got remarried and then divorced, and she's not been remarried for fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years. Right. So mum is kind of avoiding relationships, hey? Uh, I now. guess. Yeah. Yeah, but dad's not. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So tell me. In your heart is some hurt and you get involved with men who won't commit. 
correct. Okay. So tell me why you might find it beneficial to be with what's called an avoidant male or a male that won't commit. What benefit might your little girl get if you choose that type of male? Believe that they're less likely to hurt me. Exactly right. Exactly right. Exactly right. Now, does your father hurt the current woman he's with? No. Mm-mm. No. Okay. So the adult you that is close to your father is ready for a relationship. That's symbolized by the father that got into a relationship. Are you with me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. The wounded you that empathized with your mother is magnetizing men that won't hurt you. So you've got mm-hmm. an internal conflict. Do you get that? Yeah. Yeah. So the the wounded child is running the show. Do you have have you managed to have kids? No, but I would like to have them. Uh-huh. Okay. What kind of parent do you think you'll be? Soft or firm? Firm. Why is that? Uh, I just, I like the consistency and um, rules and structure. Yeah, exactly. So how about you be a firm parent with your little girl? Mm. Okay. So what I want you to do is listen to these release techniques and also send me an email so that I can take you through this because we'll run out of time. But what you've got to do is maybe when you get off the phone now, just write a note that there's a conflict between the mature version of you that's longing for a committed relationship and the hurt version of you that's carrying this trauma that says danger, 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 right? You have Mm -hmm. to let her know that the past does not dictate you and that you understand her and you comfort her, but she doesn't get to choose partners anymore. Only the adult you will choose partners. So listen to some of these techniques, then send me an email and I'll tell you exactly which ones to apply to this situation. All right, sweetheart? Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right, thanks. So let me go... That was amazing how that was exactly on point. The universe never lets us down. So how do we break down these barriers? There's a three-step process that I discussed in breaking down the beliefs barrier, but I'm going to put a twist on it for breaking down emotional barriers. The process is recognize, release, and restore. Okay, recognize, release, and restore And I also sometimes call restore, restory, as in write a new story. What are you supposed to recognize, first of all? When you're in a particular situation and you get uncomfortable or overwhelmingly emotional and you sense something is not quite right, just find an opportunity to pause and ask yourself, 
which emotion is being activated in you or triggered. There are basically eight core emotions and the hundreds of other nuances fit under them. Shame, sadness, fear, pain, guilt, loneliness, anger, joy. Um, now, you've got to establish, and, and if you ever feel hysterical, you know, you know when people get hysterical and go over the top and you get that expression hysterical, that's denied joy or shamed joy. And if you want to know more about that, send me an email. So first you've got to establish, is, is the emotion you're feeling, the high level of emotion you're feeling, healthy? Or is it, you know, unhealthy or toxic? How do you know? Well, if it's disproportionate or excessive to the circumstances you're in, it's probably old stuff coming out. For example, if you're on a roller coaster ride and you're going screaming, that's appropriate. But if somebody just kind of, you know, pushes in front of you and you're raging at them, hey, there's something going on. There's a buildup of frustration in you and that you need to process. Or if the or if like in Kama's situation there's hurt in your heart and the healer's telling you your heart chakra's got hurt or blocked somewhere then as we can see from that beautiful lady that was just on the on the show, there's pain from the past that is holding her back because there's, the world is dangerous. Um, so that's, that's a build-up of old emotion that needs releasing. Uh, so to find your answer, notice what I did with Kama. What's the present day or event that's triggering you feeling this way. In her case, she's going, hey, I can't attract a partner that wants to commit. They're decent guys. But what I want, they don't want to commit. They don't want to create a family. Well, at age three, which was where, where my guides told me to go, her parents were fighting. It's scary. You know, there's a part of her that's scared to be with a man because A, it might not work. They might leave. Or B, they might hurt her. So, you know, the cellular memory is going, this is dangerous. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to magnetize men who are safe. And men who aren't around are the safest kind of men. They can make you feel good, but then they can never suffocate you or scare the living daylights out of you. So, and that's, a, that's not even rational because the rational part will say, there are so many men who don't, do that to you and I'm picking decent men so they wouldn't hurt me anyway that's the conflict between the adult self and the wounded self the primitive self the survival self the instinctive self that's going I'm not safe that's the self that we have to work with so that the functional adult can get on with the milestones in life the dreams in life the goals in life the love in life so you go what's the present day trigger I can't get the relationship I want. Okay. Is, is, is this, I'm being triggered emotionally. Is this situation um, proportionate to who I am? Is it right that I attract this type of man or is it right that I scream and yell at people? No. If it's not proportionate, if it's not healthy, if it's not appropriate, then you put yourself into an even more reflective state in a quiet place 
you grip your pen and paper and you write down that emotion. In Kama's case, it was hurt. And then you do what I did. What's the earliest age? I remember feeling that way. And what was happening then? Okay. You look, you might not be able... You just got to work with your intuition. So if Kama had gone to age seven, she would have written about that. But if she wrote long enough, she may have traced it back even further. Once you've accessed your earliest memory or your strongest memory, keep writing the best answer you can from your intuition. If you get blocked, using your non-dominant hand sometimes helps. As you connect with your truth, then releasing starts to happen. You'll notice yourself sighing or breathing out recurrently. That's an emotional detox. You might get angry or teary or distracted. These are emotional detoxes. Notice these emotions or states. Keep writing until you feel empty. I hope, Kama, you're listening to this. This is what I would want you to do. They signify that you're on the right track. Don't quit because it feels heavy. Continue until you feel empty for the time being at least. You can come back to it later. After you've done that initial writing, ask yourself an additional advanced question like the one I asked Kama. Is this negative emotion something I often saw one of my caregivers display or sense that they were hiding, denying or repressing? She sensed that her mum was burying her pain and her. In fact, the mum didn't leave. The father had to leave to save the mum from his annoyance with her. So this will give you a clue as to whether you're carrying unresolved feelings for one of your parents or someone else from your past. So I was going to give you an example. Um, oh my God, my example came a situation. Your mum and dad argued a lot when you're a child, raised voices or yelling. It made you hypersensitive and anxious. And you can grow up and develop a fear of intimacy or a fear of commitment or a fear of confrontation. Or you can long for commitment but attract people who have a fear of commitment. So you might wonder why your parents' underlying aggression towards each other was their fear their rage and anger mask their fear and vulnerability. So you carry for them the fear and you carry your own fear from the situation. So in addition to the carried fear, they may be paid because you're in that house when they were fighting, you experienced vicarious trauma, hearing and witnessing the aggression. Okay, now for those people who are in that situation and also had one or both parents turn the aggression on them, then your nervous system is affected by that through the personal fear for self that you experience. I mean, your nervous system is affected by all of it, but you've, you've got repressed personal fear, you've got repressed vicarious fear, and you've got untreated carried fear or anxiety, triple whammy then is it any surprise you might grow up with a fear of confrontation um, or intimacy and in some cases you might become the aggressor in order to ward off um, attack. Okay, so I just want to explain two more release techniques before, um, you know, because this show will come to a close. Um, 
There's another release technique other than writing that I want you to know about. This is something I just discovered working with my clients. I don't think you'll read it anywhere unless a million other people simultaneously discovered it, but I just definitely did this with my clients. After processing and releasing, whether they're talking to me um, and processing their their, um, unresolved feelings or writing, I get them to go and grab a glass of water, a gulp of that water into their mouth without swallowing, just um, kind of wash their mouth out like just, you know, that thing where you just have the water um, just kind of washing in your mouth and then spit it out. The most interesting thing happens. It spits out quite bitter with a bitter taste and they inevitably, if they're releasing toxic emotions, go, ugh, yuck, mm. Then they take another mouthful, rinse their mouth, spit it out. And I get them to do it four or five times until the water starts to taste neutral or sweet. It's amazing. Try it. I mean, you might not be able to do it yourself, but it does work because the toxic emotions get released out through breath. They get released out through sweat. They get released out through tears. They get released out through sound and they get released out on the water too. Then there's another one that I want to do. This is a technique that I learned when I was interning at the Meadows in Arizona, which is a an amazing treatment facility in Wickenburg, Arizona, uh, the, the Meadows. By, um, it was started by Pia Melody, author of Facing Codependence, and her husband, Pat Melody. It's, and I don't know if they developed this, but I learned it there. It's called handing back feelings, handing back feelings to past generations. Sometimes when I get my clients to hand back feelings, they go, oh, I don't want to hand back the pain or the hurt to my mother or father or my grandfather because I feel sorry for them. I don't want to give that pain back to them. I go, well, if you don't want to give the pain back to them, give it to Mother Earth, push it down into the earth, you know, but just get it out of your system. So when you connect with a feeling like, you know, anxiety or pain or shame from the past, you you just feel that feeling and then you get your hands and you put them up in front of you like um, you you put them in front of you like you're in a you know like in when they tell you to take that position. how do you say when you're pushing at something, when you're pushing at something and you've got flat palms at a 90-degree angle to your body and then out to the side but not in the direction of another person, you say, I hand you back the shame that I've been carrying for you and then you push your arms out and go and you blow it out. Or you blow it down into the ground and say, I hand back the pain from from my father. It doesn't belong to me. I no longer caretake my father. And then you push that down into the ground and you blow. If you really are authentic with this and you're not sitting there like my corporate guy going, wow, you're a weirdo. I don't know if I'm going to come back. But if you allow yourself to really believe in the power of energy, 
then you'll actually be pushing the energy out. Of course, there are other rituals you can do. I mean, you might be able to Google handing back carried pain, handing back, or send me an email at grace at gracegedeon.com and I'll explain it more to you, to your situation. But um, handing back feelings, journaling feelings, doing somatic therapy, psychodrama work, body work, all releases emotional pain. Um, Even talk therapy when you're acknowledged and validated and you have eye contact is very important, particularly for shame reduction. Don't share your feelings and look down to the ground. Share them. All of that allows you to release those fear and feelings. And then restoring, step three, allows you to restore an energetic balance by having released those feelings. You should feel a greater state Um, a state of calm from that space you create a new story you feel lighter less burdened and you spend time to visualize life without that toxic emotion and invite in the alternative release shame replace it with respect release bitterness replace it with sweetness you can visualize rewrite your perspective of the situation or your experience and write down the new picture. For example, Karma would write down, I attract a man who loves family, who wants children, and I set a boundary around my little girl choosing men who she thinks are safe by being unavailable, you know. Or, you know, her father also left, so she's also used to unavailable men for other reasons. But, you know, we can do 10 sessions on that. But we'll just start with that one. Okay, Nicole. Sorry, ran over time. But do I have time to give my assignment now or take Here's a question? What I'm going to offer you, Grace, um, unless you're in a hurry, uh, we've got a pre-taped show right behind you. So we've had a caller okay. rolling almost an hour as well. I don't know if you want to take okay. one more call. But I am definitely not in a hurry. I'll take a call and do my assignment and, so, um, and also be able to give them uh, my email to contact me later. Here's how it will work because I have to be on mute. I'm uh, multitasking here. So just sign yep. off when you're done and take your yep. time. Mm-hmm. So Thank you very much, Nicole. Let's go to the caller, 402. You're live with Grace Gideon on News for the Soul. What's your first name and where are you calling in from? Hi, this is Cyan in Nebraska. Hi, Cyan. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you very much for talking to me today. I've been enjoying your show. Thank you very much. Tell me your issue. Well, I'm just at a point in my life where I'm uh, needing to make some changes. I've just had uh, some very big obstacles. In recent months, mm-hmm. and I've just I, I I looked on your bio page, and it said something about you know you look at the psychology, and I thought yeah that's what's bringing me down. I need some guidance with that. Mhm. Okay, so tell me specifically what you feel like you'd really love to change. Oh, um, I would love to have um, my. It's kind of all levels. I'd love to have my health. Um, return again. I'd love to have um, a living income again. Um, I'm in a wonderful relationship, but I, I want to be. I, I need the structure of a marriage, and he's not there yet. 
Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you, can, you can pick one, whatever you're drawn to. Okay. So the the man you're with, how long you've been with him? Um, we've been friends for a couple years, but we've been dating uh, about a year to a year and a half. Okay. And how old are you? 55. How old? 55. Ah. Oh. Same as me. I turned 55 in October. So have you already had long-term relationships before? Yes, I have. And then after my second divorce, I went a long time, over a decade, where I was dating, but I didn't have any serious relationship at all. And the man I'm dating now, I feel like, is the one that um, that, that can last, the one that I wanted to meet decades ago, Let's put it that way. Ah, beautiful. And you've already had kids or no kids or? No children. Did you ever want any or not? Uh, I did, but I, my husband and I could not have any. Mhm. And does this man have kids? No, he does not. He went uh-huh. through a pretty bad so, divorce, though. But no kids. He, he, oh, okay. All right. So, but you guys are really happy with each other, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. We have a really nice time together. Oh, that's beautiful. And. Um, you're waiting for your health to return from what? Um, well, I just recently found out I had acquired diabetes and I had a couple of complications with that. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm just working kind of in general. Since my income has not been what I want it to be, what I need it to be, I've not been able to um, participate in the nutrition and and the exercise uh-huh. that I used to when I did have a living okay. wage. I, I know how to take care of myself, and I have. I've just not been able to for a while. Okay. And one last question. Um, your income has dropped because? Uh, my health. It kind of ate up my savings. I've not been able to work for a while now. Okay. Cyan, um, are you aware that you have anxiety? Oh, yeah. I've had anxiety all my life, off and on. I've yeah. worked through it some before, but it's really coming back. And that's why, okay. like I said, when I saw your bio, I was intuitively drawn okay. to you. Okay. So so what's happening to you is your anxiety is impacting all areas of your life, or those ones anyway. Okay? Okay. So your core issue is, and I totally relate because we're the same age. We've done a lot of work on ourselves. But some of these things are kind of almost life lessons. I always say, like, God gave me, like, three things to work on and I've been working on them my whole life. And I just sort of think maybe God only ever gives us two or three things to work on and he gives us a whole lifespan, you know, rather than 70 Mm -hmm. million. And I don't mean three things. You can, I mean three issues, you know, you know, good enough or or something like that. But you've got anxiety, and the age that I'm getting that's relevant is an interesting age. And I don't know why, but it might not be exact, but I'm drawn to the number 27. So what's, um, what do you remember around that age? That's around when your Saturn return happened. Okay. I had my husband at the time and I had moved to another state, another area, moved oh. away from our families, and I was fresh fairly fresh out of law school and I was unable to find a job in that field a good job a good job okay great good so you see that so what I want you to do is go back and write down how it impacted you 
that you did something so amazing. You're like my twin. I went to law school too. You did something so amazing as to get through law school. Nearly killed me, right? And then, oh, yeah. and then you couldn't fulfill by getting a job, right? So I want you right. to see the parallel. Right now, there's a lack of fulfillment. Yeah, you've, yes. you've, you've, you, you, you've. You can't, because of the health issue, fulfill um, your financial goal, right? And Correct. And other goals. And because your partner's not ready to marry because he went through a traumatic divorce or whatever, you feel unfulfilled. So you've got the two words I want you to work with are anxiety and a feeling of being unfulfilled and the age I want you to go to and write about is 27. Now, the other thing is, I could, I know you're going to, like, I think this man really loves you. It feels, I feel in your voice that you, you know that he loves you. I don't know why you need to get married other than some sort of security, but it doesn't mean that you don't deserve to get married and you don't, and you won't get married. It's just that I want you to take the anxiety off that topic, right? Because the universe won't give you something from an anxious place. It will give you something from a place of stillness. So you need to work on trust, okay? Okay. So probably stuff you've heard before, but what you've got to do is go issues. And as you release them, Cyan, you'll come into that balance a bit more and the anxiety will go. There's also a childhood reason for your anxiety and I don't have time to go into that, but maybe go back to age 14 and write okay. about what might have been going on there. And the more you can trace back and journal and release and hand back, the more your energy will free and abundant energy will come into you, okay? Okay. Feel free to email me if you want, so I'm happy to help. Grace at gracegedeon.com, okay? Okay, thank All right. you very thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for those great questions. Thank you, everyone. I'm going to give you my homework assignment. So it will go up on my radio show page on my website if you don't write it down in about two days there'll be the podcast of this show with the assignment next to it and there will be obviously the podcast of this show on newsforthesoul.com under archives on my page the homework assignment is please re-listen to the recording of today's show and one identify any unresolved feelings that may be impacting you today. Decide whether they are from your personal experience, vicarious experience, or whether they're carried feelings. Number two, go through the three-step process. Recognize, release, restore, or restory. Paint the new picture for yourself. Number three, just measure if your emotional barrier has come down a little a lot or not at all. For example, Cyan might go and do that work, Cameron might go and do that work and go, I feel like 1% better or 2% better. Or they might go, oh my God, I think I hit the mother load. I'm like 
30% better. If you're not a lot better, go back, identify other toxic feelings, other memories, rinse and repeat. Okay, that's all everyone. Thank you for joining me today and uh, thanks to Nicole on Use of the Soul. I'll be back in two weeks, Monday, August the 14th, to help you make your next breakthrough. And until then, please remember, when you understand the workings of your psyche, what drives you to think, feel and act the way you do, your breakthrough is imminent and your life can be amazing. Goodbye, everyone. And we're back. We're still live. News for the Soul, Life Changing Talk Radio from the Uplifting to the Unexplained. New show for you this hour Your True Identity with Christine Scott. We've actually uh, had a few false starts, and the universe decided today was the day. So very exciting. She's going to be here for the next hour. We're going to get to know Christine Scott, her background story, and what she does today to help make a difference and make the world a better place. Christine Scott is a gifted, natural born psychic. And although she always knew that, she, it took a major life event for her to passionately claim abilities. So where we start today. Welcome, Christine, to News for the Soul. Hi, Nicole. How are you? It's so great I'm, to finally connect and do a whole hour. I know. Yay. This is Yay. it. Last time. It feels right today. feels like today's the day. It is. And we're ready to roll. And... Um, you know, I just really want to thank you, too, not only for bringing me into your group, but for everything you do for all. And I just, I know, just as the listeners know, that if you're even listening to 